Welcome to the F3 American Yammer podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. Hey guys, welcome. <laughs> uh, no, no, you're good. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of F3 American Yammer. I am your host, the shortest of circuits, Short Circuit, on the nation's fourth best podcast out of four, and that includes the Muggo beating us. Welcome to uh, another episode. We're excited to have you. Uh, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to give a quick disclaimer. Um, we are interested in hearing guys' stories who are not uh, within the Greensboro region. Um, we love hearing. Uh, stories from guys outside. And if you've got a story to share, please do reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on the podcast. We do have the ability to go mobile. So um, please do reach out to us. We'll have our contact info in the outro. So with that, we're going to get started with today's episode. And I am uh, I am happy to welcome Cornhole on today's episode. So thank you for joining. Cornhole. Yes, good morning. All right. Um, let's jump right in. Name Arama. Name age F3 name. Ian Barnes, 43, Cornhole. Cornhole. And I'm excited to have Cornhole here. Cornhole and I have been getting um, getting to know each other over the past almost two years now. Um, his name preceded him when I first met him. I think Bulldog had been mentioning He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Cornhole. I was like, I've never met a guy named Cornhole. So, um, and then finally when we got around to, to meeting, um, it's been a blast getting to know him, getting to know his family. So I'm, I'm excited to have him on. Thank you. All right, so how long have you been coming to F3? Just a little over three years. Three years, all right. So, you've been, so you're, not, you're not a Redwood. No. Not a Redwood. Um, and I think we've been around almost five years now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So a couple years removed from that, <clears throat> but you've been around long enough to see it grow, see it change. Yeah, That's yeah, it's a, been a neat journey. Yeah. And now, where where are you a typical poster? Where do you typically post throughout the week? I'm I'm a pretty pretty much a staple at Slamming Sammy's every week and um, do some F three or third F's things there. But I've uh, been known to show up at Stampede on Thursdays, Quaker Crater on Mondays, Soul Crusher Sundays, and Inside Voices. Shout out three for one for uh, Saturday workouts. And it's kind of interesting because it's kind of morphed over the years uh-huh. as I've been involved. Like Quaker Crater was a little higher, mm-hmm. you know, early on, but it has tapered off just uh, due to family things and yep. kids and school. Um, but that's the neat thing, have have an option every yeah. day of the week. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and we'll get to the, the Slam and Sammy's piece too. Um, that, that's part of your story in this. And that's, that's part of where you and I, I think, have really connected mm-hmm. over the past couple of years is um, the cornhole does something very special at Slam and Sand. Sorry, that that sounded really creepy for a second, but um, it's it, he he spearheads that, and we'll get into it. But it's it's definitely a wonderful thing. All right, so let's get right into the the meat and potatoes of this thing. So tell me about life before F three. Let's start with your fitness. Where were you, um, kind of fitness wise, growing up, um, all the way leading up. Right, right up to the point when you when you started F three, what was fitness like? What was the nature of your fitness? Yeah, so I, I would say fitness was really relegated to just playing soccer in the high school. Like growing up through high school, uh, did the soccer thing. After that, college beyond, uh, didn't didn't really do any fitness. 
Um, <clears throat> I did have one brief summer of trying to get buff at the gym. Uh, I had a buddy that I was living with at the time, and he talked me into joining the gym. So I shelled out the money, and we went to the gym a couple times. And it, if you know me, you know how skinny I am and zero muscle mass on, on my body. And we we went and did, like, tricep extensions where you're laying on the bench, and you got the bar, and you yeah. kind of raise, raise it up from – the tricep extensions and he's like we'll just he put a couple five pounders on there just to get the technique because i've not done any gym stuff ever in uh-huh. my life and i put it goes down and i can't lift it up i'm like oh and so he's like oh i'm sorry sorry we'll take off the weights take off the weights i can't even do the bar it's it's that bad so he goes over and gets like the wooden stick off the wall <laughs> just so we could <clears throat> practice the technique i definitely I, de- I got a little bit better but that was one uh one embarrassing story and then i also had the story where i just couldn't do a bench press I could put too much weight on. I was there by myself, and it started coming down, down, down. <laughs> I was starting to freak out, and you can't push it back up. And finally, somebody came over and lifted it back up to the rack, and I promptly left the building and oh, <laughs> didn't wow. come back that day. Okay, uh, but it's just just me and the weight and the gym. Just that wasn't wasn't me. Yeah. and it was uh, really tough to do. The buddy I would go with sometimes, you know, wasn't there all the time and you just, you just go and it wasn't, it wasn't fun. There's no interaction and nothing, yeah. nothing really keep you coming there. And yeah. my body is just never built for muscles in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. And definitely, I mean, you know, the story that you shared about, um, not only kind of having that, that sort of humbling moment of the tricep extensions, mm-hmm. but then sort of that almost scary moment mm-hmm. of the bench press. I mean, definitely those are, those are two experiences that, you know, here, here you are even years later being able to draw back on those like, gosh, you know, I'd, I could see how that if fitness was only relegated to the gym, mm-hmm. which a lot of for a lot of adult males, it is that would be enough to turn anyone off. Yeah. Right. From one to go. And, and there was zero motivation because I'm so skinny. I can eat whatever I want and stay this weight. And I've been this weight since I was a senior in high school. Like it, nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, lost a little hair and that's about, that's about <laughs> it. And so I, it, why, why go out and be physically active when there's not a weight problem? Sure. But what I tell people is just because you're skinny doesn't mean you're healthy. That's and, true. and you kind of discover that later in life. You think you're invincible and skinny, so you don't need to do anything. Yep. But then you start growing up and you're like, mm, there's, there's a health aspect I need to be paying attention to here. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So you had some, some soccer in the background, no real fitness beyond college, a little bit of time in the gym that resulted in some, some experiences that were less than desirable. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about your fellowship now. So what was fellowship like? What was kind of the nature of your relationships mm-hmm. before F3? Yeah, I was, I was really lucky to have um, some, some good, good friends that kind of formed in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know F3, you talk about those as legacy friends, but they really kind of grew up with me. You know, that was some of those high school years just where you're forming your yourself and who you are and growing and they were there with me and so they got to know me all the good all the bad um and then as as we moved to college they continued to be good friends they'd come back for summers we'd we'd still meet up and then then we started getting jobs and people started moving away and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we're not as close yeah there would be like the annual meetup but um going deep was getting tougher um, mm-hmm. during that, during that time. <clears throat> and, and so we, um, continue to be good friends, but just, um, aren't able to be close, um, where, where I feel like there's a need to yeah. be close. Yeah. 
I know, I, to, to your, your point, going deep got tougher. Mm-hmm. I think that's especially true in, in most of male interactions when, we've had, when we have our legacy friends, right? Usually there's some, there's some aspect that, um, that draws us in, it's like school or college, right? You're, you're all grinding it out together. It's that sense of common grind that's familiar to F3. Uh, but once that, once that is now removed, then the natural drift of life, right? Job, moving away, all of those types of things takes over and, and it does get uh, tougher to go deeper. Yeah, and I was one of those uh, guys that moved away. We were originally from Nebraska, Omaha area and moved to Greensboro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that really made, made it difficult to continue those friendships to the capacity that you know, we had grown accustomed to. Yeah. Um, and, and you get here and you, you're like, I gotta start over. And you, you, know, you, start, you start measuring every new potential friend mm-hmm. against the bar of these <laughs> legacy friends mm-hmm. and nobody is gonna measure up, especially yeah. in the first few meetings of a, of oh, a new friend. They're like, oh, they're not, they don't know me like my my friend Brandon does. Right. And, and so then you kind of just don't pursue that relationship. Yeah. And uh, we got involved at, at the church uh, and met some friends there, but even in, um, you know, you're in mixed company. You got, you got the husbands and the wives wearing kind of this newly married couples group. Yep. And it's tough to go deep. Like you can have topics about communication and other things, but you stay surface level mm-hmm. in the, in that Sunday school aspect and you don't go deep like you probably need and should mm-hmm. go deep. So I, I wasn't really getting, um, that fill, yeah. um, after, after moving here. And some of that was on me, not really pursuing those things. Gotcha. Okay. So, well, so kind of quick summary on the two, mm-hmm. some, some light fitness, Bad experiences from the gym. Fellowship, you have these close friends, but as you mentioned, it gets tougher to go deeper as you begin to sort of drift from the natural circumstances of life, including, as you pointed out, moving. And then also, when you when you did move, kind of having this 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 idea of what what your friends should be mm-hmm. like, and measuring every new potential friend against that, which maybe in your own respect made it more challenging to be able to develop the closer relationships and kind of the natural um, the natural outpouring of where you guys were in life right so you're a young married couple you get involved in you know the classes at church but as you pointed out again you're with husbands and wives it's hard to go deep right you can learn kind of the surface level material but it is more challenging to be able to go much farther yeah. than that. There's also a lot of built-in excuses that you can use, <laughs> and and I found myself kind of isolating or pulling away. One of those uh, excuses or reasons I used was um, out of our friend group at church, we were the first ones to have a baby, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you you can say, "Oh, I gotta be home with be home with the family." Yep. And and that was super easy to pull that lever, and <laughs> and, and and you could get out of anything. Uh-huh. Uh, and yet we're built for community and, and, and we sometimes still pull away from that yeah. because that's the easier road. It's much easier just to, to go home and be at home than seek out others or even invite others over. Like it's, it's so easy to withdraw and isolate and kind of pull away, yeah. um, especially when you're kind of measuring everybody against that legacy friend bar that, that nobody will ever meet mm-hmm. because you're not willing to give it the effort to get those new friendships mm-hmm. to that level. Yeah. Um, so it's very easy to withdraw and pull away. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so now we've talked about the fitness, we've talked about the fellowship, definitely some, some great insight there. 
let's talk about the faith component. So where was your faith before F3? And, and I'm going to open that up as I've done for a while. With, mm-hmm. um, where was your sense of something greater than yourself or your, your sense of impact within the community um, or even just your personal beliefs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like I said, it's, it's very easy to think faith equals religion. And right. I definitely believe in something greater myself. And for me, that something greater is, is Jesus. So I definitely have that in my life. I've had that in my life ever since I was very young. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I do like how F3 kind of points it towards this outward looking to um, engage and, and be with and support and encourage others as, as you're living out that idea of something, there is something greater, something that we can be pursuing. And so um, I feel like I've done that in life as well, um, turned outward. And I've, I've always worked with high school students. Uh, ever since I graduated from high school, <laughs> I fell into um, a, a really, really cool organization that worked with, uh, it was not religious at all, but an organization that did leadership workshops, camps mm-hmm. for high school students to just kind of grow their leadership capability and their confidence and uh, worked with high schoolers at the church as well. So I've always been involved in youth groups and uh, helping out there because it's it's so neat to see uh, that that spark that happens that, oh, I get it. Or I, you know, I'm, I'm making a, a move or transition to um, this growth in, in life. So um, I love spending my energy with that outward focus of helping others kind of take a good next step. Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, and definitely it sounds like you'd already kind of had, you know, it sounds like, I don't know if you necessarily grew up in church. I'm, I'm imagining you mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Um, but kind of having that, uh, as you pointed out, sort of that, that relationship with Christ and allowing that to be the focus and the sense of this is going to impact my sense of something greater than myself and therefore my impact within the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to engage with with uh, the youth groups um, and have that outward focus mm-hmm. that's fantastic so so you've painted this this nice I'll say a nice picture uh, you've painted this picture for us right of you know not a lot of fitness in the background you've had the, the few gym experiences you have the close friends starting to become more challenging as you get older the natural things of life come in come into play and the natural built-in excuses as you as you brought mm-hmm. up about preventing yourself, well, not preventing yourself, but maybe uh, putting stumbling blocks in your way from being able to develop deeper relationships. And then your your impact within the community of belief in something greater than yourself and your personal belief. So that's a, that's a really great summary and, and some great insight there, like I was saying about where you were before F3. So let, let's, let's talk a little bit about that first workout. So who eh you? <laughs> uh, I would say it's mainly uh, explosion. There you go. I, I do remember his uh, name came up again. Yeah, yeah he's he's a, he's a good one for that. Yeah, I, I remember a number of of months prior to that, um, I was at a church retreat and there was a bunch of idiots talking about going out and working out the next morning at the retreat <laughs> at some ungodly hour, and I was like, that that is totally for them. I don't want to get up and work out. I don't even want to get up, and let alone you know work out. And uh, I had made a new friend um, named Tom on this on this and getting to know him a little bit, and he quickly got roped into this being an idiot thing mm-hmm. on the next day, mm-hmm. and he woke up early. And I think that's when he got bulldog. <laughs> and so, and uh, I said, that was, that's all for them. That's, yeah. that's it. But 
um, there was there was some other things in my life that um, caused me to the need to get to be working out, yeah. and um, and so it, the timing was right. Explosion was never forceful with the the EH, but <laughs> it was kind of a, a constant. Hey, you should come out. Hey, you should you should check this out. You should just give it a try. Yeah. And um, just kind of continued to lean on me for that, and it's, it did sync up with the timing. And so I um, first posted. Um, it was it was. Uh, you got the date? Yeah, I do. I, I wrote it down. Go. And in fact, I went back in my text streams <laughs> with Explosion and saw it was on April 10th when he's like, "Are you showing up tomorrow? Bring gloves. Wear breathable clothes." Because I had zero <laughs> workout clothes because yeah. that's I wasn't working out and. Um, it was at Quaker Crater, April 11th, 2016, and go. Cummins was on the on the queue. Oh, that was gonna be my next question: was who queued? Yep, Cummins. Okay. And all I remember from that workout was <laughs> being at the bottom of that hill where you could either go up to the library or back up to the school, yeah. and uh, that was kind of the base point. And you the, you'd partner up, and one partner would run to the top of the hill towards the school. And the other partner was doing AMRAP of whatever exercises. And that's that was my first introduction to Imperial Walkers. And you when you're doing that's a long hill. <laughs> and by the you know, fifth time you run that hill, then you're it's slow and you're doing these AMRAPs and you're you just never think you're gonna end. And even Imperial Walkers mm-hmm. are a torture after <laughs> oh yeah. After that long. That's uh and, and I knew I knew it was I knew it was kinda tough. I mean everybody's tough for the first time for everyone, but I knew it was tough when explosion comes back down the hill one time, he's like Dude, I'm sorry. This uh, this is kind of a tough one. <laughs> so he's saying it's tough, yeah. and I'm out there sucking wind. You know, it's uh, it was it was a good beat down for sure. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so Cummins is on cue. Quaker Crater, uh, explosion eh you, and then and then tell us. I mean, it's it's kind of obvious, I'm sure, for listeners why cornhole. Yep, yep. So I, I one of the first things I said, I said I was originally from Nebraska, and so everybody started throwing out corn husker, husker, and uh, and finally, they just went with cornhole, and uh, I was really happy they didn't go with something like Hawkeye for the, you know, the Iowa Hawkeyes <laughs> because although that is a cool sounding name, it's kind of like Bulldog where it's like it's true. I don't like Bulldog because they're the opposite team, but Bulldog sounds like a really cool name, right? So Hawkeye would have been kind of a neat name, <laughs> <laughs> at least until the Marvel Cinematic yeah, Universe. That was that was kind of back when there was a lot of ooh, what team do you like? Let's pick the opposite kind, yeah, of, yeah. kind of naming thing, right? And not really getting to know the guy. Gotcha. So uh, I'm uh, that fit cornhole fit. It was um, twas meant to be. That's right. That's awesome. Oh, th- thank you for sharing that too. I mean. uh I know a number of guys their first time is is at Quaker Crater, mm-hmm. myself included. Mm-hmm. So, um, just seems to be it, it seems to be a nice nice starting point, I guess, <laughs> for, for many guys. All right, so you've got you've got this background. Some some light fitness, not much. Some close friends, but there's but there's a sense of drift, and this honed in sense of impact of something greater than yourself and something within the community. So now let's talk about life since F3. Tell me about your fitness since you've joined F3. I I remember when I started, like at the Quaker Crater, mm-hmm. I was sucking wind. And um, 
quickly plateaued with my fitness at being the six. I was constantly, (laughs) consistently the the six. Not by choice, Mm -hmm. but just by sheer inability to get past the six. I couldn't get up to five or four. I I was the six Mm -hmm. for uh, a very long time. And uh, I couldn't even do like the the short runs between stations without like breathing heavy. It was... It was really tough, and and I don't know why because I could I could see that I was working out three sometimes four times a week, mm-hmm. and yet I, I could see muscles for the first time in my life on my body. I was like, why is this so hard? And I could see others that had been back there at the back with me, and they were improving because yeah. they had started you know somewhat recently as well, sure. and they were improving. They were progressing. I'll say you know to the middle of the packs, and then here's me still at the back, mm-hmm. and. Um, it was it was a little disheartening uh, because you're like I give it my all and yet I can't I can't do a burpee without breathing super hard mm-hmm. uh, and I remember a uptown funk uh, posting there and we I can't remember who was queuing but we ran up to Elm Street and we went up and down Elm Street and every every block had an exercise you know added. And then you'd kind of loop around and come back up Elm Street and do exercises on the other side of the block. Mm-hmm. And that run from <laughs> the shovel flag to Elm Street is a little bit longer mm-hmm. of a of an initial run. And I was sucking wind immediately. I was at the back like normal. And we had to then continue doing all these stations and those short runs all the way down Elm Street. So you weren't even contained, you know, into a small area. You get really strung out along the street and I was I was in the back like like usual and amphibious dropped back for me and that was that was probably a game changer for me because I look at that guy and I think God, he's bigger stronger faster funnier he's 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 everything like that you know I kind of look up to yeah. and he should be at the front he should be leading this whole thing All right and here he was back with me mm-hmm. and and that was really um it was really helpful because, because that was, um, I'd say that's when uh, F three uh, changed. Uh, kind of got it mm-hmm. that here is here's somebody that cares more about the guy at the back. Than the, um, their own workout for the day, mm-hmm. they're not getting the <clears throat> the exercise that they may need, but yet they're uh, back there encouraging. And I, I remember just kind of he, he would say, Let, "Let's just let's just get to the next block," and and we do it, and we do the exercise, and it may say fifteen reps, and we do five, mm-hmm. and and we'd move on, and we'd <clears throat> kind of do that, and then you'd see the packs coming back on the other side of the street and he's like, let's just, let's just shortcut this over there. And, and we kind of joined back up the backs and we kind of finished it out together. But, um, through that, he, uh, it was a, it was a good change. And, and I kind of, like I said, I got it. Um, and that's what has really brought me back. And other times, you know, he did that, uh, for me as well. There's another time at, <clears throat> it was either, a, a, I think it was a slam and Sammy's where we just, I was really gassed and um, was probably about to, probably about to faint. And, and I just, he just kind of guided me over to the, 
tailgate of his truck and gave me his water and just said, let's just sit here for a bit. And, um, and he sat there. He didn't like go back and be like, I'll check on you in five minutes. No, it was like, hey, let's just hang out and, yeah. and catch your breath. And if we can, let's, we'll jump back in. But, um, it, it's, uh, it's people like that, that, um, make this work. So big thanks to Amphibious. Uh, I would say Nancy is another one that is constantly <clears throat> looking out to, uh, for the six, um, or for, those that maybe aren't feeling included to try to draw them in um, or, or connect with them. And, and I just have admired both those guys for being at these workouts more than just for the workout. Yeah. They're, they're there for the people and it's evident and um, it's, it's really kept people around like me. Mm. And, um, and I think that, helps helps people helps draw others in when they see that kind of kind of thing yeah no i think thank you very much for your for your vulnerability on that one um i, I would definitely i would be quick to call amphibious and nancy absolute high impact men um and you know to your point i, I think it's it's ironic right that the biggest components about the fitness piece don't have to do with the fitness at all, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's about um, it's about those guys who are willing to say, I could crush this workout right now, but instead I choose to go back and to help the guy who who's really struggling. Yeah. So. Yeah. They, uh, to your point, that's that's why F three works, right? Yeah. That's why that's why we do as well as we do. I uh, kind of on a little bit lighter note here with some things like the the fitness is. Um, has grown mm -hmm. over, you know, since my, since my three years. And, uh, while I was the six, I even got at the first F3 prom that I went to, um, that I even got the sixth man award because <laughs> I was so much the sixth, like for months, just the six. And so Gunny and Daphne, uh, gifted me the, the sixth, sixth man. man award. Just, uh, <laughs> I think my wife was a little embarrassed for me, but it was, <laughs> oh, honey. It was but I embraced it because it was true. Yeah. And I know it was given in, in a, uh, a fun manner. Like here's a guy that consistently comes out and is working hard. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, he doesn't come out in slack and he doesn't post once every three months. He's, he's coming out and he's giving his all, um, just happens to be the six. And, and so, um, so I, I, enjoyed just just because again that's that camaraderie and the yeah. fun and the inside jokes and everything that's a part of f3 um it, you know even have a sixth man award so i, I was a recipient of that um and then we had a uh, a blood drive in I, I don't know what year but butt fumble had coordinated a big blood drive and everybody signs up and i signed up to do this blood drive and <laughs> um i go there hanging out with the F3 guys, go in, get checked, you know, with the little finger prick, you know, they do that little test before you actually give blood. Mm -hmm. And um, she looks up at me and says, are you, you feeling okay? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I must have, you know, kind of had a bad read on this. Let me, so she gives another finger prick mm -hmm. and reads it again. And she's like, how are, how are you standing alive. here? Yeah. I'm alive? like, what, <laughs> what is wrong? Cause I felt fine. I was like, it's my normal self. Like yeah. I, there was nothing wrong. I wasn't sick. I was just sure. felt fine. And she's like, your, your iron is severely low. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm not a medical guy, but I guess that was bad. And so, <laughs> so I go home, tell my wife, she's a pharmacist. She's the smart one. I totally married up. And she, <laughs> she, she, she's like, oh, that's concerning. Because I was a few points away from, you know, potentially needing a transfusion. Oh like just gosh. because it was, was it so low. But I think with F3, you know, just that conditioning, there was work. And my body was getting better. Uh, but just that iron being so low really prevented, um, you know, good circulation of the oxygen. And um, so I started taking an iron pill and that really kind of got my iron levels back to where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's like, here's, here, hey, I've got some more energy at this workout. Or uh-huh. I'm like, wait a minute, I can breathe with, you know, between stations and now I can run. Uh, a half mile and yeah. now I can do some more and I saw myself kind of moving up from the six and I was like where I don't know this new territory I'm all of a sudden in the middle Is this and then like? and then you kind of move up um to the to the you know the upper you know few folks and yep. then um occasionally if like JR or Buck didn't post I would maybe be at the front <laughs> And, and I was like, whoa, this is fun. Yeah. And this is this is new and exciting. And oh, I love this new energy. Yeah. And and then I kind of realized I, th- that's not helping the packs. Mm-hmm. Like, what, you know, Amphibious could have done this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I need to have that different outlook. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so that kind of changed. There was this period of, wow, this is fun. And I was kept moving up. And, and then I realized I need to be looking for the six in all of this. So my fitness really was progressing, but it really started going when I got my iron levels the right. And so I could do a lot more. And, um, and that was really my, my, my big problem there with being the six. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and definitely, I mean, you, and you touched on a lot of stuff there too, kind of throughout all of, all of that. Um, I find it ironic, right, that it's like if you kind of look at the chain of events, and, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but, right, so you, you start with F3, you're the six for a considerable amount of time, you have this outward focus, as you, as you talked about previously, you go to do the blood drive, something impacting within the community, and it, so it turns out that through that, you find out you're low on iron, mm-hmm. and then take the necessary steps to be able to improve the fitness which ultimately then re- gets you to realize, oh, I need to, I need to be there for the six. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it's just a, it's it's a very yeah. sort of providential how it's all mm-hmm. sort of panned out. Um, now you already touched on this a little bit before, but tell me about your fellowship since F three. So you, you'd kind of already brought this up, um, uh, talking about the guys who have kind of impacted you. But have, what's the kind of the state of your relationships since F three? Yeah. I, I enjoy knowing people and getting to know people. I really like that. But the, the deeper friendships is where I was struggling. Mm-hmm. And so I really like F3. Uh, it was feeding a couple of those areas. One was just getting to know a whole new set of people that I would have never met mm-hmm. had F3 not come along. And um, But then realizing that, hey, some of these guys I'd really like to you know kind of do life with. Like these are um, ones that I, I feel like we're kind of that shield lock mentality, you're kind of moving in the same direction, you got similar belief systems, and um, you're at similar stages of life with kids and family. And, and there's, uh, well, I had some of that at church, and it's always nice when the church people are also F3 people, because those <laughs> yeah. are two, those are good intersects uh, in, in worlds for the deeper friendships. 
Um, I, but I was finding that there was some I wasn't going to church with that um, I really was growing some some friendships with. Um, and I would say, uh, you know, Bulldog would be one of those people. Nancy would be one, Short Circuit. You are uh, one of those. One of those. <laughs> he dropped my name <laughs> in a podcast. You, you should put that should put that in there. Uh, and so... Uh, but I just I just found like going through the going through a shared experience, mm-hmm. being in the trenches with someone like a workout mm-hmm. is growing people closer. That's why I feel like when people go do a, a service project or a missions trip or a something, mm-hmm. they come back closer. Yeah. Because there's that shared experience. And F3 is giving us that that shared experience. And all of a sudden you feel like I went through this with them. I can trust them with this and I can. Um, dialogue about that with them. And and that was, to me, the, the key to start unlocking that deeper friendship uh, need and also um, desire to go to go deeper with those friends. And so, and to really pursue those friendships. Now, I haven't pursued them as fast as I probably would have liked to or should have, mm-hmm. but um, through some of this QSource material that we've been going through, the, the it's, and, and most recently the accountability one has really stuck with me about I need I need guys alongside me, yeah. that it's not a mentor mentee relationship, but guys alongside me that are doing the accountability thing, yeah. and we're um, each supporting, encouraging, challenging each other mm. to to be better in our in our lives. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's. Uh... Let's wrap up the, the life since F3 with the final topic here, which is about faith. So you had mentioned before that you um, were really engaged kind of with youth groups and starting to see the outward focus, right? Mm-hmm. Really wanting to encourage people from an outward focus perspective to not look internally, but to begin to look outward. And the hope being that by their looking outward, they would impact other people who would also look outward. And then suddenly you've got this ripple effect going, right? So... Tell me, how have you seen F3 um, either give you the opportunity um, or, or impact your faith, right? something greater than yourself, impacted in the community, personal beliefs since you've been coming? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always feel like the, 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 the third F piece is you know, the, the third leg of the three-legged stool that you know, F3 stands on. Without it, it's not, it's not going not gonna to stand. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> so I... I started uh, going to the uh, third F that Gunny was leading at the Starbucks at Harris Teeter mm-hmm. Friendly Center, and we were working through the Free to Lead book, and there was just sometimes it was just general topics, and it was just a gathering, an explosion kind of had pulled me into that. He's saying like after the workout, hey, there's there's this, why don't you come to that? And and I enjoy that. That's that's kind of my passion area is is um you know kind of the discussion time <laughs> clearly when back then I wasn't I was the six so the workout was not <laughs> a passion point for me but the, the relationships were and going a little bit deeper uh, but sometimes that can become very intellectual yeah and you can say the right answers and you're like yeah I should live like that or, or a person should live like that and you know the right answer but then are you really living it out yourself yeah and are you doing these things and and so I my I wanted to have that time, you know, like in the third F time where we could say, what's, what's our takeaway? What's our, what's something we're, we're grabbing from this that I'm going to actually do or change because of this discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really like that time because those were the times where I feel like the, the challenges were coming through some of the books or the topics. And I could look in someone else's eyes and see, you know, say, you know, how are you going to change? How are you going to do mm-hmm. this? <clears throat> um, so I always, again, kind of, 
kind of looking looking outward, but when you are facilitating something or leading something, it's very easy to get everybody else's answer except your own. <laughs> and, and so, so it's like if you want to not go deeper with friendships, you be the leader because then you don't have to answer the questions. Yeah. That's not really true. Like it's 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 easy to hide behind the well, I'm facilitating this one. Sure. <laughs> and, and but that doesn't get you down the path that you really should and, and need to be going yeah. going down. Um, and so as we kind of progress through that um, third F third F time there, I again deepened some friendships and got to know others uh, a little bit better through that. Three for one being being another and getting to know Gunny. And he he at one point asked me to kind of lead a couple of the discussions and I was I was pretty consistent at that point so I uh, said sure I'll, I'll lead a you know here or there and if you're out for whatever reason one day I'll, I'll jump in and um, and then at some point he said hey uh, you ever think about kind of leading this third F time mm-hmm. I was like well sure I can I can do that I love this time this is this is this is my fun fun time here yeah and it's something I could do because I couldn't cue a workout you know like I was like I was at the, I was the six I, I was like no way you know the whole phrase of you can't you can't do it don't cue it right. kind of thing mm-hmm. and I was like I can't do any of it so I'll but third F was something I could do mm-hmm. and and something I really enjoyed doing so I said yeah I will I'll jump into that and and soon thereafter there was um, a meeting at Scooby-Doo's house of all the, the third F site cues. Mm-hmm. And, and we were just talking about how can we do things differently or better. It's a little brainstorming, a little kind of getting to know you. And that's where I first got to know people a little bit, you know, deeper like Sack mm-hmm. uh, and J-Love. And, and we just kind of, kind of were going a little bit, just talking more about what can we do. And Chips um, just threw out, <laughs> he's like, oh, we could just, we could just do, coffee like right there after the workout as a joke it was like mm-hmm. we we're kind of just goofing around and he's like threw it out there and i was like huh could we could we, <laughs> could we actually do coffee yeah right after what would that look like and and my biggest goal about third f was how many people we would be losing from workout driving to starbucks getting your coffee sitting down chit-chatting and then starting yeah and all of a sudden <clears throat> 15 15 minutes easy has gone by and you've done nothing. (laughs) And so my goal with third F was to say, how can we make it more accessible? Mm -hmm. And third F in the parking lot, right after a workout with coffee right there, that's, that's the kind of, that, 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 that was something that kind of latched on. I started talking with Bulldog about it and we kind of, Got this idea that he would grab coffee at Sheets and, and get a couple cartons of coffee and then bring them to the workout and uh, we would have a topic and we would just kind of discuss the topic and we wouldn't spend too long because we also, you know, even guys, guys have about 10 minutes, for sure 10 minutes, 15 yeah. minute max window if they're like, oh, I got to be home, I got to take get kids ready for school, whatever. Yeah. Most guys have at least 15 minutes that they can flex. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, what can we do? to kind of grab that 15 minutes and make this something where people can get to know each other a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So he would, Bulldog would grab the coffee and we would just set up shop right there on a tailgate in the in the parking lot after Slamming Sammy's is uh, where we did that. And um, it, it, was, it was kind of a new thing. Everybody would kind of stick around and some people would just grab coffee and go because they needed to jet out. But it started to provide this little community right after that shared experience mm. of the workout. Yep. There's no better time to capitalize than just 
right there in yep. the parking lot. So I think we found success in making it accessible, especially at Sam and Sammy's, to to the folks that are there, and and that to me was um, was the biggest goal. And it kind of spoke to my that that faith thing of of that outward looking, like how can we bring people together and start discussing things that that mean something in life and not just be surface and not just be intellectual about it, but how can we, how can we go a little bit deeper even within 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I've heard it been said and I would agree with it that that's probably the second or best third F in Natville. And I would, I would, I would vote for that hands down uh, because it is, um, it's a, it's a wonderful, and that time is, is great. I, I'm probably just being lazy in that I'm like, I don't want to drive anywhere. Ah, coffee's right here. But, I mean, the I've had more great discussions there than probably anywhere else. Um, and so if you are in the Natville region on a Wednesday morning, please do come out. It's a wonderful time. Cornhole does a fantastic job. Um, and definitely that's a, that's a wonderful thing. And it sounds like for you, F3, you know, kind of, especially through the experiences that you were talking about, has given you this opportunity to be able to take that faith component that you already had, right, that sort of engagement and the outward focus and say, now we can do this not with the youth but with men, mm-hmm. right, um, and especially in something as impacting as F3s. Yeah, yeah, I love I love um, kind of the, the words I use to just make it accessible. The length of time needs to be right, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you hate it, but not everybody has time to prep. Mm-hmm. They don't have time to read a chapter in a book. They yeah. don't have time to do this. So how can you come with limited to no prep and mm-hmm. still have a very healthy, good discussion? Yeah. So those, just and then coffee is the most important thing out of all those. <laughs> Having all those elements together mm-hmm. just just makes it makes perfect. And and I met some really good guys through that. Um, and Splinter being one of those. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and Splinter just kind of. Um, taking some of those ideas back to the Somerville group mm-hmm. in South Carolina uh, and really starting starting some of that uh, within there, really growing 3rd F. Uh, I, I feel like Greensboro's a little bit spoiled with all the 3rd F opportunities, and mm-hmm. we sometimes don't realize how good we have it yeah. with all of the options here, and that other regions um, you know, may not have that into their structure as as you know, as, you know, permeated their structure as much as it is here. Mm-hmm. Um, so just hearing cool stories. I love hearing third F stories from all over the, all over the nation about, yeah, a couple of guys got together and we, you know, at the Panera and we went, you know, we did this topic and it's neat to see uh, and hear those stories. So um, Absolutely. I like seeing that. That's fantastic. Well, Cornhole, thank you very much uh, for being vulnerable and for, for sharing this. This is, this has been super insightful and, and just wonderful to kind of hear your tale about, you know, how F3 has transformed you and, and how it's uh, changed your life and, and hopefully for the better. Mm. Um, yes. So with that, do you have any additional closing thoughts for the packs that you'd mm-hmm. like to share? Yeah. Um, I think there's sometimes a sense in us that we want to, you know, get to the top position mm-hmm. in things. And and I would really challenge that and, and say... Um, that you need to you need to find what you are good at and really maximize that inside F3. And one of the quotes that I really like um, is from a band that probably stole it from somewhere else. But the idea is that if God has called you to be a missionary, don't stoop to be a king. You know, Ooh. like just just if that's your calling, do that. Um, and like I said, I would never be a good first F site cue. 
I would never be um, the 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 fellowship. You know, uh, you know, somebody like like Sacked, where he's getting everybody together to go play laser tag. I'd be terrible at that. Yeah. But third F coffee in a parking lot after slamming Sammy's. That's 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 my thing, and I and I want to to maximize that. And it's not like it lives and dies by me, but it's something that I can really um, put my energy into and and just enjoy the heck out of it. And so, uh, and just encourage others. Don't feel like you got to keep moving up, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you just find your thing and do it really well. But then also look for chances to give it away mm-hmm. to others. How can you? You know, maybe start something, but move on to something else very similar, but just kind of continue to to start and push and maximize those things that where your passion is and where your calling is. Absolutely. That's great. And that's a fantastic quote, too. God's called you to be a missionary. Don't stoop to be a king. That's great. So if guys want to get in touch with you, what is the what's the best method for them to reach out? Yeah, Twitter, F3 Cornhole. There's another cornhole out there. Let me tell you a random story here. <laughs> so we're doing the Palmetto. This is back when I finally got my legs under me, and I was not the six anymore, and I could actually run. And so I did the Palmetto. Yeah. And we're at the finish line waiting for the other van to you know get there and the wrap up. And there's uh, one of the FIA groups. They see everybody's got their names on the vans. Yeah. And so, of course, cornhole's on the van here, and there's a FIA group. And a lady comes over, and she's like, Hey, where's Cornhole? And I'm like, uh, it's me. And I have no idea who this lady is. I'm like, it's me. And she's like, oh, sorry, wrong one. And walked away. Like, I was like, so, so disappointed. <laughs> and there's another uh, Cornhole, John Ponder, that's out there. And uh, we've connected on Twitter <laughs> There a is times. another Cornhole. <laughs> that's fantastic. I'm, I'm glad you got your contact info. I'm sure you guys will be reaching out. Um, and, and a wonderful story, too, about the Palmetto. That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with that, that wraps up episode 16. I am amazed how fast we are approaching 20. Um, and there's still so much more to go. So, uh, Cornell, thank you very much again for being on the podcast today. Absolutely. Um, this has definitely been a blast. Guys, with that, we, uh, we wrap up episode 16. I hope you enjoyed. Stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp and we'll see you in the gloom.